I've always liked to collaborate, but I feel like at the beginning, I felt so strongly about, I know it, I got all the answers, like, I'm going to figure it out. And I think, you know, I had to fail a couple of times and fall on my ass and realize, like, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want all these people here because I want to learn from them. I want to ask them a million questions. You know, I want their ideas and their input. And like, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's my, whose idea it is. We're all here for the same common goal. And that's, you know, to push the business forward and watch the business succeed. I think I've still stayed true to my inspiring and like vision. I think, you know, that's just, it's always been a part of who I am, but I think really trying to listen like really listening to learn and not listening to respond um, is something that I feel like I've really worked hard on and it's really served me well. Rachel Katzman is the co-founder of Peeball, an omni-channel fitness brand featuring a global on-demand platform, live virtual classes, a growing line of patented equipment and studios in multiple cities. Rachel launched the company in 2017 and remains a leading force within the female-led company known for its functional fitness philosophy. Coming up, Rachel's experience running two companies at once and her lessons learned from an acquisition process. Rachel shares why it's important to be unafraid when asking questions how a strong community supported Pevolve's launch, and finally, Rachel's evolution as a leader and the importance of listening to learn. This is the Entrepreneurista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Rachel, I am so excited to catch up with you. It has been a few years since our first recording together and to catch up some of our listeners who may not have heard your original episode with Entrepreneurista. We were mostly talking about your journey launching your first startup, Cuvée, back in 2019, but so much has happened now over the past few years and would love for you to fill me in and let's talk about all the new stuff happening now with people. Yeah. Well, thanks Stephanie so much for having me. I'm so excited to see you and catch up with you and be back here. I know a lot has changed in the world, business-wise, everything. So we'll get into all of it. Um, yeah. Last time I was talking with you is all about my hair care brand that I started, Cuvée Beauty, which I sold back at the end of 2019 And I was really, you know, had that company. I then kind of had my transformation with this method, Pevolve, and wanted to really kind of build that company. I was trying to do both at the same time and really found myself not being able to be great at either. You know, I really just felt like I was kind of just showing up in the meeting, but I wasn't fully giving my attention to either one or either team, which really wasn't fair. You know, it's like every hour I'm spending on this, I should be spending on that. And I just felt very depleted and run down. And I knew I wasn't being the best um, at either one and kind of a great opportunity just fell into my lap. Um, One of the women that I worked with who did a lot of development on my products with me said she had an investor who was interested in coming in and 
buying the company and transitioning. And so I just took it. And, you know, I think that was a really great decision for me at the time. I learned so much from that experience where I really think if I didn't have that experience to start with, I wouldn't have been ready or kind of confident to say, let's start PVOV, let's start this business. And so I always think, you know, one thing always leads to the next. Absolutely. I could not agree more with that. Everything I feel like happens for a reason and in the time that it's supposed to, and you get connected with certain people and they come into your life or show up in business and magic can happen. But I do want to ask you a couple of questions about the, the process of deciding to, to sell Cuvée. And and I completely can relate and understand that, you know, when you're trying to run two different companies and be present, it can be extremely hard and, and challenging to do so as someone who is involved in several different businesses. I, I know, and I can relate. How long did it take you to finally make that choice to be like, you know what, I need to sell Cuvée to just be able to focus on Pevolve? Or was it because that opportunity came up to potentially sell it that you then were like, okay, maybe I should look at doing this? I think, you know, that opportunity really came in like the probably early fall of 2019 and probably summertime is, you know, I felt like PVOL was really starting to kind of ramp up and I would think about it a little bit, but I didn't want to actively go out and pursue it. You know, once I started just having conversations with other business people, of well, what does that entail? Mm-hmm. You know, like this is my first uh, experience in the real, like working business world starting today. So I had no idea what it kind of, like what an undertaking it would be to go out and pitch this and try to get someone to buy the company. So I was like, Oh, I don't know. I still love it. It's my baby. So I kind of, you know, backed off a little bit. And then once that opportunity presented itself and I met with the investor and it just kind of all clicked, I really was like, if this feels right, you know, let's explore it. And it was pretty fast and, and easy and simple. And I just felt they had a real passion and love for the brand, just like I did, which is important to me. Any learning lessons you can share from the process of going through an acquisition? Um, I would say, you know, especially for me, since this was my first time, just really surrounding myself with people that I could go to and ask questions of what does this mean? Am I making the right decision? You know, anybody in my family or a lot of, you know, very strong women that we had on the PVOLV team. Um, I really leaned on them a lot. And I think one of my biggest lessons that I learned just throughout the whole Kuvay experience was don't ever be afraid to ask a question. You know, when I started that company, I was like 22 years old. I didn't go to college and I was always a little bit embarrassed and just wanted to pretend that I knew everything. And I knew what a PL stood for and I knew what this and I was like, uh-huh, totally. Yeah. But I'd like be writing all these little kind of words down and Googling what they meant later. And I think that, you know, after a year, I was, what does that mean? I don't understand that. Can you go back and explain that to me? And don't ever be embarrassed if you need to ask for more clarity or more information, um, because that's really how you're going to get to the best end result. Such great advice. Can you take me back to that day? You signed the paperwork, you've sold Cuvée, and now you're ready to dive in and focus full-time on being the, the CEO of Pevolve. What was that like? I mean, it really was just like, I felt like a normal day because Pevolve was so demanding. It was bittersweet. I think sad that I wasn't 
you know, going to be doing that side of like my heart still. Mm -hmm. But it was also, I felt just a little bit more clear. Maybe I could think a little bit better that today was all about P-Ball. Um, and didn't have to really split my attention of like, we're going to talk about hair. We're going to talk about arms and butts. And then we're going to talk about this. And so I think it was just, I don't know. I feel like maybe I could breathe a little bit better, bittersweet, but also like fired up and excited to take that next step for me. Totally, totally get it. Yeah. So for our listeners who do not yet know what P-Valve is, can you share a little more about what P-Valve is and how big is your team now? Oh my God. I think we're about maybe like 75, 80 full-time team members. Um, growing. Um, even this year, we've grown so much. Um, and it's crazy. I'm like, I don't know so many of you. I've never met you guys because everybody's onboarded digitally. And On Zoom now, now yeah. yeah. And even I feel like with COVID, we can hire anywhere. So, so many people don't even live in New York anymore, which is, it's crazy because I feel like I'm like, I've known you forever, but I've actually never met you. <laughs> so PVOLV, back to PVOLV. So PVOLV stands for personal evolution. And you know, this company really came about, I was in my early twenties. I wanted to start leading a healthier lifestyle. I was like, didn't grow up very active, wasn't really into working out and just looked in the mirror one day, didn't recognize myself. I'm like, I do not recognize the person that's staring back at me. I don't feel confident. First step for me was I'm going to try, you know, working out and leading a healthier lifestyle. So I started bouncing around all the boutique studios in New York city wasn't seeing any physical vanity results. And I found out I had scoliosis. My back was in excruciating pain, but I wanted to continue to push through that pain because I really was trying to achieve more of that kind of physical results. Um, my trainer who would then become my co-founder, Steven really kind of introduced me to this whole world of functional movement and resistance training and low impact and I remember our first session, he's like, slow it down. Stop swinging your leg in the air. It's not about, you know, pulsing your leg 20 times and over and over. Like, try to connect your mind to what muscle is actually bringing that leg up and what muscle is bringing it down. And, you know, putting my body in all these kind of awkward at first positions and external rotations and internal rotations and teaching me about, you know, how my hips can be tight and, my ankle joints aren't opened up. And I was like, my mind was blown. And immediately I felt good. I walked out of that session. I had energy. I felt nourished. My back felt strong. And I actually wanted to go back to the next one where previously I'd always be like, Oh, I got to go to this class. And Oh, I don't want to go here. And I, I started to crave the movement and I quickly started seeing, you know, very, strong physical transformation and my back pain went away and I felt just, I felt good. Like as cliche as that sounds, I felt so good and confident. And I met a lot of, you know, his other clients and different women and ages and, and having different goals and everybody really achieving those goals of feeling strong and confident in their body, having less pain and just like these really strong, confident women. And I was like, Oh my God, if we're all experiencing this, then I mean, like my life changed like forever. And I was like, we have to get this out to more women in the world. Cause if we're, we all needed this and we all saw these, you know, amazing transformations, more women out there need this as well. 
So what was your first step when you were like, okay, this can be an actual business. You had already started Cuvée, so you had done yeah. it once before. So yes. what was your next step? I think one of my strengths is I can always like, I'm always like, I'm going to go big or I'm, I'm staying home, you know? Yeah. So I could see like the big fish and I'm like, I see this, it's going to be huge. And I, we opened up a really small little gym in Chinatown that was really not pretty or attractive or it was like really just grimy and down and dirty and gritty but people were funneling in and we signed a six-month lease and like let's give it six months let's try to like organically grow this community and see where that takes us and every month that went by it was just more people and like organically editors and getting press and models and different influencers and just like really organically creating this very amazing community. A lot of, you know, those members are still with us today. Um, and then it was like, I started doing all the social media and I would have women from all over the world chiming in Australia, all over Europe. Like, how can I get into a class? Can I do a Skype session? Can I do a PT session? It was like, we have to put this online. Like we can't scale this, this little gym. And I really knew that the fitness space was not as crowded as it is today, but it was definitely saturated. And then we needed something else to stand out, you know, alongside with this new method and new way to move your body. So that's really where our hero product, the P-Ball came in. And we launched with the P-Ball, our on-demand platform and our in-studio classes um, in November, 2017. Wow. I can't believe that was 2017. I know. It feels like yesterday. Like I remember that whole experience literally like it was yesterday the best time. I still remember sitting in our social fly office and meeting mm -hmm. with you and Steven and and Julie Amy and Julie and, Amy, yep. and sitting mm -hmm. there and brainstorming ideas. And yeah. I just I can't believe it's 2022 and that was 2017. That is so Crazy. wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so much has happened. And back then it was it was really just you guys and you know outsource and freelance teams. And now you shared you have over 75 people who are on your team. And I definitely know firsthand growing a business and growing a team is not easy. And there's so many moving parts and so many learning lessons along the way. As you've been growing your team over the years, what have you found to be, you know, the most exciting and also the most challenging? I think the most exciting thing is seeing people come in and really share the same passion as I do. And as you know, Julie does and some of the other leaders who really, you know, and even today, people who want to come and work at Pivolve because they're fans of the method who've taken class and they're, you know, just such diehards now that like that to me is crazy. I'm like, you, you know about us, you've done this. But I think when you can really kind of create a strong, just team that all shares that same passion and dedication and the why, that to me has been really rewarding and also learning about our team members and hearing their own transformations from this method um, is so powerful and always kind of helps me just ideate around content and what else we're going to deliver. And I think challenges, I think now it is challenging, not all being together and having to onboard people digitally. I think you just miss those moments, you know, when you're in the kitchen or you're, because our studio is right below our office, you're taking class, you're going up to the office and just like 
you're walking by someone's desk and those little moments where you get to really know someone and create those friendships. And now I feel like it's more of like, I'm going to schedule five, 10 minutes with someone. Hey, what's up? How's your weekend? I want to get to know you. Um, I think it's been a little challenging, but you know, we still figure it out. How have you evolved as a leader over the years? You know, you started your first business at, at 22 and we're all still young, right? So, yeah, <laughs> but you know, in our personal lives and in business, we all learn and evolve and grow so much over the years. You know, how are you as a leader today versus how you were when you first started? Hmm. You know, I think I've really had to work on my managing skills. Cause I mean, that was brand new to me. You know, I had no idea how to kind of tackle that world. I think my style has evolved. I, I really enjoy collaborating. I think I've always liked to collaborate, but I feel like at the beginning, I felt so strongly about, I know it. I got all the answers. Like I'm going to figure it out. And I think, you know, I had to fail a couple of times and fall on my ass and realize like, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I want all these people here because I want to learn from them. I want to ask them a million questions. You know, I want their ideas and their input. And like, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's my, whose idea it is. We're all here for the same common goal. And that's, you know, to push the business forward and watch the business succeed. I think I've still stayed true to my inspiring and like vision. I think, you know, that's just, it's always been a part of who I am, but I think really trying to listen, like really listening to learn and not listening to respond um, is something that I feel like I've really worked hard on and it's really served me well. What is your day-to-day like in the business now? What are you overseeing and responsible for? Well, I'm very happy that I can be in my pajamas like I'm wearing <laughs> right now all day, every day, even though I still go to the office in my pajamas. Um, I really oversee all of our content. So all of our digital content, all of the trainers, all of our new programming, creative. I always like my hands in all things visual, which we have a lot of exciting things coming up. We have, um, we call it a really brand evolution. So you'll see a whole kind of new look and feel from us. You know, I think one of the hardest things I've had to learn as we've grown is not to have my hands in everything. I was so used to when, you know, you met us, we were like a group of four or five and we did everything. You know, I taught myself how to edit the videos and how to produce a video and write copy for an email and pick up the phone and answer customer service, like everything. And then as we grew, you know, really wanted to bring on experts and it was hard not to want to be in every single meeting and in every detail. And so it's like, I really had to focus on what my strengths were and, you know, content is something that I'm just so passionate about. I think that's a, a really great point and something, you know, so many of our entrepreneurs can relate to because when you first start, you do need to do yeah. basically everything and a little bit of everything to be able to, you know, get started in your business. And a lot of our entrepreneurs, especially who are bootstraps, like 
I remember, you know, I was taking out the trash in our office and everything. doing a little bit of everything. Like that's what you, that's what you do. And mm-hmm. it's important to learn how to do all the different things in your business. So then as you grow and scale, you can teach other people to do it and do it even better. And yeah. then feel like you can actually let go and then focus on, on what you love doing and what you're great at. And it definitely seems like you, you figured it out. <laughs> it's still hard. There's definitely still times where I'm like, can I just be in that brainstorm meeting, please? I just, you know, but who tells you no? <laughs> the sometimes, team. <laughs> no, sometimes I'll get like a mate. Can you come in the second one? I think sometimes people get nervous if I'm I'm in there, but it's just you know, it's so fun. I love every single area of the business. It's it's my baby. Um, still, I'm still working on it. It's hard. I think it'll always be hard. Rachel, I still remember, as I was saying before, sitting in the social fly office and looking at the brand designs for Pvolve and figuring out that initial social media strategy and launch for the business. And now, as you just shared, you're about to have a rebrand and go through a whole brand evolution. How did you decide that it was time to do something new? And can you share a sneak peek of, of what's to come with this rebrand? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, ever since we we've launched, we've been evolving and evolving evolution is, is in our name. You know, I'm constantly evolving. What I needed when I first, you know, found this method is different than what I needed two years ago and different than a year ago and different to six months ago. I think our needs are constantly changing and evolving. And I think it really kind of took us these last couple of years to really all feel good about, you know, who we are and what do we stand for? And not only my personal story, but Julie's personal story and Maeve's personal story and other team members' personal stories and our, our members, their transformations, I think really just helped us, you know, look in the mirror and say, the results that people get from this method is not from a visual standpoint is what's being portrayed outwardly to a new customer. You know, we just felt that we could be a little bit more sophisticated, be a little bit more warm and maternal and bringing in more nature elements and more um, earth elements and really kind of bringing that science approach to our visuals as well. So I don't think it's a massive departure, except we are losing the teal and mint, um, which have been with us for a long time. You'll see a a new color palette and they served us well, but it's time to have the evolution of those colors. It just, it feels very right. And I think it's, it's really focusing on the feeling you kind of get during a class and really the way that your body moves throughout the method. I'm so excited about it. Tell me about the process of going through a rebrand, because I know it is a big undertaking and it is not easy, especially when you have so many assets that are already created everywhere and a lot has to be touched to, to be able to make the rebrand happen. So did you work with an agency to do it or in-house? So we, we did both, you know, I think it kind of came at the perfect time because we were already in the process of our website needed a revamp, like not even color-wise, visual-wise, just architectural. So that was getting a revamp. Our streaming site's getting a revamp. So we were kind of doing these things. And I was like, I've always wanted to do this because I was like, okay, I don't like 
the way that looks, this could look better, but that wasn't the highest thing on the priority list. So when all of these changes were happening, it was kind of like, it's the perfect time. Like we're already going through the process of making all these changes. Let's just fully give us a makeover and a refresh. And like, this is our year. We have so many exciting things coming out. Um, you know, our nutrition product, we're cover nine and franchising and just all these different things. And it was like, I want to feel confident and good and look and feel and sound like the brand that we all internally and our members know that we really are. So we did a mix. We did, you know, an outside an individual who we worked with and then our internal team. And I mean, we just cranked it out weeks, weekends, like we got to go, we got to make decisions. Um, and I think we're, we're in a really, really good place. I'm so excited to to see everything and the big reveal. So we'll yes. definitely be sharing it everywhere. And I would love to hear about some of the marketing initiatives that when you first launched worked really well, and maybe some things that didn't work well. A lot of our entrepreneurs are, you know, trying to figure out their influencer marketing strategy and paid media strategy. And P-Ball team has knocked it out of the park over the years. We're always seeing your ads. I know. <laughs> we had your health. We had your health. Um, I think at the beginning, influencers really worked for us. Mm-hmm. You mean, you know, they definitely yep. did. And I think we tested, you know, macro influencers, micro influencers. And at that time, we really found that these bigger macro influencers worked better for us and really creating that relationship with them. Um, You know, I think a benefit for us was that this is a product that, I mean, now I feel like everybody wants to work out, you know, and back then it was really, we could have these influencers come into our studio and develop really relationships with our trainers um, and just organically really cultivate, you know, that relationship with those influencers where it wasn't just a one-time post. It was really these longer term partnerships. I think now we're really focusing on, you know, more of a micro strategy and how do you just like build that army and that squad and community of badass women who are just, who love the product and really want to spread the word. And also I think looking at more like niche influencers, especially today, you know, we have a lot of content that is specifically around pelvic floor strengthening, pelvic floor releasing, cycle syncing, you know, an entire program called phase and function about what workouts to do for each different phase of your cycle. And so finding influencers and communities that really speak to those audiences and being able to kind of build those relationships as well, where I feel like when we launched, that really wasn't a strategy. And I think that's really been successful for us today. You also didn't have that community yet to be able to tap into, you know, the members. And now you have so many members that really can act as your ambassadors and and influencers too. So completely makes sense. And I think one, one thing, which you'll remember why I want to bring it up, you know, when I look back, I think some things we didn't necessarily see a return. Like I remember when we did the subway ads, um, (laughs) early on, you know, from a dollar back, we definitely didn't see a return. But what we did, I think was really got our name out there. I mean, we had bigger brands calling us to say, hey, we'd love to do a partnership with you guys. Hey, we'd love, you know, kind of making yourself appear a little bit bigger than you are. And I think that also really kind of 
excel this forward as well. That's something that's really great to bring up. And I, I talk about this all the time with a lot of our entrepreneurs because you can't always measure dollar for dollar every single penny of your marketing spend, but there's certain initiatives or things that you can do in your business that provide that instant credibility or validity where it might cost you $5,000 or $10,000 and you don't see that return, you know, that people are putting in that code to check out that you put on your subway ad or in a billboard, but now you have this awareness and everyone's talking about you. And then as they start seeing more content from you, they're like, oh, I've seen Pvolve or, oh, I've seen Entreprenista. I've seen that. Um, and it really provides that that credibility. So I think that's a really great point to, to bring up and something that that I always like to share with people because you can't always measure every single thing. You want to measure as much as possible, but. Yeah. Rachel, what would you say you're most proud of to date? Ooh, uh, what am I most proud of to date? so hard you know I think one thing is really in the past I would say two years we've really been focused on developing our what we call movement therapy content and that's really our specialized programs that we develop with our clinical advisory board and that's everything from lower back pain knee stability wrist sensitivity, foot and ankle, shoulder, hip, pelvic floor, pre-postnatal, all of these kind of very specialized um, piece of content. And hearing, and like, I, I try to talk to members at least once or twice a week. Like I love people who, you know, did a trial and left, people who've been with us for three, four months, everybody. And I just love hearing and listening to the customer and listening and hearing these members, their stories about just, you know, how there's nothing out there for them and how they've done these piece of content and they just feel, you know, so much more centered and stronger in their body and they have less sensitivity in their body. And just, you know, I think that's been very special, you know, definitely all of our member testimonials and how their life has dramatically changed. Um, some people who thought they were never going to be able to move their body again, and now they can people who now can, you know, pick up their kids without less pain, people who feel confident and got their groove back. I mean, everything, but I think those specialized piece of content, um, you know, some of their, their stories and testimonials just really hit a deep place within me. There's nothing that feels better than, than creating something where you're changing people's lives and making yeah. impacts. So it must feel just so rewarding to know, you know, all of this hard work and everything you put into building this business is just helping so many people. So congratulations. It's Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Rachel, take me back to March of 2020. You have this booming office. The world is shutting down. You have in-person locations, your business is taking off and now COVID happens. How did you handle everything as a leader? And of course, like you ended up being in the right business during, during that time, but I'm sure that first few weeks and first few months was, you know, very, very challenging. Yeah. I definitely remember sitting in the office with Remy, our head of HR, and she's like, we have to close the office. I'm like, you no, this is going away. You know, you didn't want to believe it. And I was like, no, we have to close the office. I'm like, well, we're, we'll be back next week. Oh no, we'll be back in two weeks. No, we'll be back in three weeks. And then it like really hit like, wow, this is, this is real. So I think, you know, first and foremost, it was making sure that our team was safe and felt comfortable and just like being 
very open and transparent with them, you know, making sure that we are taking all precautions necessary to keep our team members safe. And then what we really was important to me was still making sure that we were meeting our members and giving our members something. So we like quickly pivoted and did a 30 day free, no credit card trial. I'm a big believer and movement is something that you can control. Like I can't control what I can't control, but how I choose to treat my body daily is something that I personally have control over. And movement is one of those things. And it can be so powerful even for five minutes a day, just to move your body and get the blood flowing, what that can actually do for your mental well-being. So we did 30 days free, no credit card trial, blasting it out everywhere, Instagram lives with our trainers, everything from you know stretching content, our, our sculpt classes, our cardio classes, and just really making sure that we are you know, everywhere that our members needed us to be sending all of our trainers tripods and cameras and lights and having them film content in their living room and sending it back to the editors. And like, we just, you know, made it work. And it was all about, you know, making sure first and foremost, our team was safe and then making sure that we are still delivering to our members. Are you all still working remotely? Or I know you mentioned you go into the office sometimes. How is it with the team now? Yeah, I mean, we're mainly remote, uh, obviously, for our production and our, our studios, they do go in person. But for our primary office, we are work from home. And like, you know, we'll go in if there's meetings, some people were just in Tuesday, Wednesday to all get together. I think it's, you know, certain days when teams need to meet in person. If people are in the city, we do have an office in Chicago, then that takes place, but mainly work from home. Any tips you can share about ways to keep your team connected and motivated over Zoom? So I would say, you know, I think we really tried at the beginning, like mandatory camera, and then everybody got like camera fatigue. So I think sometimes maybe it's nice just at the beginning, like to come on, show the face. Hi, okay. Like we don't always have to be on camera every second. Um, I think we'll do like, you know, fun little things, maybe on like a Friday or random night of like, what did we do that was so fun? It was like Peabob trivia of like all different team members and everybody interacting and playing games. And my favorite is we have different Slack channels. So there's our pets Slack channel. That's everybody's mm-hmm. favorite, but like just all the pets all day. That's such a good idea. <laughs> Literally, it's everybody's favorite channel. Out of what do you call that channel? I want to tell our team. I love that idea. <laughs> it's just called pets. Pets, okay. Pets, that's it, pets. And then there's like Peabob Eats where people post different recipes. And then we have like a smaller group. We have the Real Housewives. So all of our Housewives fans, which I am one. So we're all in there. Oh my God, did you watch? Don't tell me. No, I didn't watch yet. So I think you can, little things like that, that you would share in the office. So, you know, I think I love those channels. All right, Rachel, we're going to do a fun Quick rapid fire questions. I don't think we did this. I don't think we did this in person in the studio last time. All right, are you ready? Yes. The first thing or the first words that come to your mind, what is the app on your phone that you cannot live without? Oh, oh my God. This is too rapid fire. Um, I probably Instagram. Mm -hmm. What are you currently reading? Nothing because I don't have time to read, but I'd love a good book recommendation if you have one. All right, we'll share. We'll definitely share this. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Mountains or beaches? Ooh, beaches. If you could learn one new skill today, what would it be? 
to speak a foreign language. Favorite business tool or solution that you use for your company? Uh, Zoom, I guess Zoom right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally, what is your superpower? What is my superpower? Oh my God. I feel like I really can kind of predict like the next thing that's going to happen before it's happened. You see the and future. I also think, yeah, I see the future. And I think I have a really good gut instinct. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And I give really, really good advice, even though I never take my own, but I do give great advice. So three superpowers. All right. Well, now back to our regular <laughs> questions. I'm going to ask you, okay. what is your biggest piece of advice for entrepreneurs who are just starting their business right now? My biggest piece of advice would be never lose your why and your passion, you know, really be wise and select the people you surround yourself with just very carefully, especially at the beginning. You know, I think I was so lucky with the three women that helped me get this off the ground. You know, I learned so much from them and we just had such a great relationship. And I don't know if, if, I'd be where I was today if it wasn't those three women. So I think really, you know, make sure you surround yourself with people who share the same vision and don't ever lose your why and don't ever let anybody kind of veer you off track. Such great advice. How did you get connected with your three ladies when you first started? How did you find them? Oh my goodness. Well, Stephanie, I knew from back home, she's a family friend from Michigan, um, and she actually was in the business already of kind of developing equipment, fitness equipment. So when I had this idea and this prototype, I was talking to my my parents, I'm like, why don't you call Stephanie? This is what she does. I'm like, oh my God, okay. And I showed her this and, you know, she's loves working out and being in a fitness and long story short, like fell in love with this product. She's like, oh my God. She started doing the method and was obsessed and then helped me get prototypes made. And then it was like, well, who's going to run this business? Like, it's not me. It's not Steven. I, we don't know what we're doing. She kept telling me about this, Julie, there's, there's this Julie, but she has a full-time job. She's not interested. And I'm like, where does this Julie live? I'm going to meet <laughs> this girl. So I flew into Chicago and Julie just thought she was meeting me out of a favor to Stephanie. And she's like, I thought I was just meeting you and I was going to help find you someone. And she's like, I met you and my whole life changed. Wow. And I remember her and Stephanie like looked at each other and they're like, should we just, should we just do this? And they both had full-time jobs, full-time jobs. And then Julie's like, well, I, I got to bring in Amy. I'm like, well, who's Amy? Like who, <laughs> what? And so there were three women. We all lived in different cities. They all had full-time jobs. I had Cuvée. And literally in like seven, eight months, we, we launched this thing just down dirty. It was crazy. Like some of the craziest moments, but best moments in my life. That's amazing. It's such an incredible story. Again, like you never know how you're going to be connected to someone and where you're going to meet them. And it can all, it can all just come together. Being a very busy entrepreneurista, I know it can sometimes be hard to take time for ourselves, even though you're in you know, the wellness industry, are you able to have balance in your life? So I don't really believe in like a work-life balance. I really believe in priorities. Mm-hmm. And I think it took, a. I mean, it really honestly took me getting diagnosed with Lyme disease to realize that I need to prioritize putting myself first because I would put the business above 
everything, which I do, you do have to do that at the beginning. Like you can't start a company and be like, I'm only going to put a little bit, but I also need to do my things. And like, you have to give it your all. So for me, it's really about prioritizing, you know, like on a personal note and on a business, like what are the priorities that have to get done today and this week and this month um, and kind of juggling that. And I'm lucky now that I definitely have a team where, you know, if it's my mom's birthday or something special where I need to not be on calls for a couple hours, they got it. It's okay. Um, But it took me a while to be able to get to that point, to be able to say no to things. It is one of the hardest things to to learn, I found. It's so important though. I forget who it was on a podcast recording. She said, a yes to someone else can be a no to yourself. So you have to remember to be able to say yes to yourself. I have to go back and see who said that, but it was someone on our podcast, (laughs) a past recording. I think it was from the, from the early years. What's something our audience would be surprised to find out about you? I'm actually really shy. Interesting. Yeah. I think it takes me a while to warm up or just like to open up. Maybe I'm, and I love staying home. Like I could, never leave my house. I'd be the happiest person ever. I'm such a homebody, like pajamas, eat dinner at five, go to sleep and I'm happiest person ever. You sound like me. I moved yeah. to Florida and basically haven't left my house in two years. Great. Love it. Love to work, love to work from home. And if I'm not doing that, I'm walking around my neighborhood with my daughter and just hanging out here. So I have Perfect. definitely, definitely become, become that way. I think I was always that way too, but in New York, when I was living there, you know, like have to go out in the city. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, there's a reason I you love to it. stay home. <laughs> Me too. Exactly. What are you grateful for every day? I'm grateful for my health. You know, I think that was one thing that I took for granted mm. before my my Lyme disease and that whole process. Grateful for my health, grateful I, I can move my body, grateful that I get to wake up and do something that I actually love. And that just gives me so much joy. And I mean, not every day is amazing. I mean, these past couple of weeks have been awful. You know, like they've just been stressful. It's coming out Q1 and like eight to eight o'clock and I'm exhausted, but I was still like, I love what I do. I love the people I work with and I love changing people's lives. Like what's better than that? I'm like the luckiest person in the world. That's so amazing. There's, there's definitely nothing better. My final question for you, Rachel, and we could talk for hours, I feel like, but you have to get back to, to your full schedule. (laughs) What does being an entrepreneur mean to you? I think it really, you know, means kind of what I was just saying and what you, you were saying earlier too, is there's really no better feeling when you have this kind of vision and you're so passionate about something and really to see it come to life and that ultimately change people's lives for the better. It's just so rewarding. Absolutely. Well, it has been so inspiring and incredible to just watch your journey and story over the past few years and seeing this idea that was on paper and this logo turning into (laughs) this huge company that has made such a difference and made such an impact in so many people's lives. And I can't wait to continue to follow everything that you do and Evolve continues to do. So thank you again for spending the time to catch up and sharing all of your learning lessons from the past few years and so excited for the the rebrand and the launch and can't wait to see everything. So thank you so much for, for sharing, Rachel. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I love catching up. 
Where can everyone find you and follow you? And for our entrepreneurs to listeners who are interested in trying Pevolve, what's the best way to sign up? You can follow me at R Katzman, Pevolves at Pevolve, Pevolve.com. You can sign up now. We have a seven day free trial and then it's only $7.99 a month. So great price. We just changed our pricing this year. So pretty excited about that. And we will give you guys a code for everybody who wants to get started. Amazing. So check the show notes below. We will be including that code there to sign up. And Rachel, thank you again so much for being here. I'm Stephanie, and this is the best business meeting I've ever had. Hey, thanks for listening and leaving us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to stay in touch with each of you. You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entreprenista.com and connect with us on Instagram at entreprenistas. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead.